stay prepared for the up and down life is like a seesaw some say it's a bitch man what's going on guys this is just another critic week three is in the books as always we come back review week three talk about my takeaways and if you were here for last week you know we're going to be touching on the new ap poll as well and yeah week three was crazy friday the 13th weekend which really showed uh with the amount of upsets that we saw we saw michigan state get upset maryland get upset usc get upset and even a handful of unranked teams put themselves in positions that they probably otherwise shouldn't have been in right for example virginia tech struggled heavily versus Furman. probably should have lost that game um unlucky call on the onside kick from the referee a bunch of bs honestly and then we saw georgia southern who nearly upset minnesota minnesota squeaked one out again on the last possession of the game and so this is three weeks in a row for minnesota nearly getting upset and losing to a lesser opponent crazy enough those are two of my picks two out of the three picks i had for my upset alert it was Furman versus virginia tech and georgia southern versus minnesota and uh, those nearly hit and so quickly want to talk about the three teams that got dropped from the rankings first one being michigan state they were ranked at 18th lost to arizona state at home and really this was one of the games that i talked about what as my notable uh notable games and i just thought they were gonna take care of business at home against asu a asu team that looked really poor all season long and they haven't played anybody yet i think it was kent state first and then sacramento state second something like that and they struggled they struggled in those games i expected michigan state to completely obliterate them based on the way they had played a week prior versus western michigan in a 51 to 17 win and so i i thought you know the offense had figured it out they're they're getting it together and we're gonna see a, a great product from michigan state at home they can't lose right they're at home and then i see the score you know at halftime it's like three to zero or something like that i'm like what the hell is going on over there Michigan State should have this in the bag. I don't understand how they struggled because uh, I've been watching ASU. I've got a friend that you know works at ASU and he's real close uh, to that team, and so he's been letting me know you know some of the things in there that they're not really as, as as strong as they've been in the past years. And so just seeing Michigan State struggle with uh, ASU is wildly surprising. Um, and just overall, I don't. We don't know what what this team is right now. You know, we know their defense is solid as hell, but we expected their offense to be back to, you know, the standard that we saw from Lewerke in his sophomore year. And so it's like, what's going on here, guys? What's going on? You're making the Big Ten look bad. You know, I can rant about this on and on, but. Yeah, was surprised by that loss by Michigan State to ASU at home. Ridiculous. Um, but Michigan State's probably going to somehow find their way to pulling off an upset, right? Because that's just kind of what they do. Anyway, moving along. Another Big Ten team, Maryland, who was averaging 71 points a game through their first two games, 
We just saw their offense go blank on Saturday when they took on Temple in Temple. Uh, to be fair, Temple looked really good and looked like they had prepared very well for Maryland. I don't know what, what was going on. Josh Jackson, I feel like he was flustered in his first away game. He just was not putting the ball where it needed to be, throwing too high, too low, behind. You know, it was just a very poor day from Josh Jackson, along with the coaching, the offensive coordinator, or whoever's calling the plays, which I believe is Mike Loxley, the head coach. It was just a lot of the same, the same concepts, a lot of the same stuff, pretty much RPOs, um, you know, mesh point type stuff where he pulls the draw or he gives the draw but they ran that same play like nearly three times in a row on one drive and I was like what are you doing what are you doing I just didn't understand it I don't know you know because this week has been so wild and we saw so many upsets it's hard for me to really get a, a solid gauge on whether these teams really just are that bad and struggled versus these bad teams or, you know, was it just one of those weeks where everybody, it was just one of those crazy weeks, which is what it's looking like because of how many teams, you know, uh, got upset and how many teams put themselves in such poor positions, um, you know, in, in barely squeaking out some wins. So hard to say, but Maryland completely disappeared in week, uh, week three. And so... I don't know what we're going to see from them. Uh, I do I do, I do, do want to say that Josh Jackson was very poor. And a lot of the, if there was anyone to point a finger at, a lot of it's going to go towards him because he missed a lot of throws. And um, he could have just been a, a whole lot better overall, as well as the coaching staff. And so with that being said, we have the uh, USC Right, USC was ranked 24. They just got bounced from the rankings. They took on BYU. And so in that game, I had uh, USC winning, I think it was 31-23. And everything looked good. It looked like my score prediction was going to play out pretty close. And then, you know, they went to overtime. And then uh, just a very unlucky interception. But again, you know, it's just it's just been one of those weeks. And so I did talk about how uh, I was sold on Zach Wilson from BYU. I still think he's going to be really good. But USC, I don't, USC, USC just really put themselves in some bad positions, you know, based on some mistakes and blown coverages. And, and uh, yeah, pretty much gave that game away. Uh, but it's always, it's always tough to go into enemy territory like I talked about. That was the one thing that was I was sketched out about. Caden Slovis going into his first away game, ended up throwing three interceptions. And so it's something that he's going to have to build upon and, and grow from, right, if we're going to see him end up continuing to be QB1 for that USC team. I think I think he has a lot of potential, but that's just one of those games that was inevitable for him. And so... Now that he's got it under his belt and out of the way, hopefully he can move on from that and become better. But yeah, USC got bounced out by BYU. Not so much surprised by that game because I knew it would be close, especially BYU playing at home. And so it played out the way it played out. Got a lot of angry USC fans, USC uh, friend fans that I've got. They were not happy with that result. 
But um, hey, that's college football. Now let's hop into the AP Top 25 uh, going into week four. At number 25, we have TCU, who just beat uh, Purdue on the road. Final score was 34-13. Um, I'm going to have to go back and review that tape, but it's it's hard to really uh, say you know, whether or not TCU is a real deal. Purdue was missing their starting quarterback, a few wide receivers, and two of their star guys on defense. I believe it was their linebacker and uh, defensive tackle. I'm... Uh, yeah, so it's 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 really tough to gauge that win, but we'll see, right? A win's a win. They still had Rondell Moore, but it's 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 going to be a lot easier to shut down a team when they don't have their starting quarterback. And this starting quarterback, Elijah Sindelar, was averaging roughly 500 yards a week. So it's not like he was just you know the dude was literally carrying the team. And so 34 to 13 win. In Purdue is a great win. Um, we'll see if TCU can keep it up. Moving up to 24, Arizona State. We kind of talked about them at Michigan State. I think based on the win, they deserve to be pushed up to this spot. Um, but do I think they're a top 24, top 25 team? Not at all. I think um, they're going to get exposed as the season goes along. They got Colorado next week. Um, TCU, excuse me, will drop back quickly tcu has got smu next week smu has been looking really good um sam boucher not sam boucher what is his name his last name is boucher right former backup quarterback from texas took over at smu so tcu versus smu watch out could uh, be on upset alert and so as we we're talking about arizona state they got colorado next week we'll see what they can do but like i said i don't think they're a top 25 team this year and we're going to continue to learn that as the season moves along at 23 we have california 3-0 and right now um, they were not ranked before uh, this ap poll they took on north texas won 23 to 17 and so i don't know you know california with the win against washington and then barely beating north texas which north texas has a great offense but at the same time, that North Texas team just got blown away by SMU a week before. So, California. I believe we still have more questions about them to learn. I think they still need to sharpen up things on offense. I really like their running back. I think his name's Chris Brown. Um, and so they got Ole Miss next week. I think that'll be a good test for them. That game probably be low scoring. Ole Miss has been a lot better defensively this year. Um, from what we've seen, they did return 10 starters on that side of the ball. And so I did expect them to, to be better on that side of the ball this year. But offensively, they need to show more consistency. And California is going to be a good test for them with the way that California has played uh, on defense. And uh, yeah, North Texas offensively is no joke. They came in there, held them to 17 points. And uh, so... Overall, a good win, you know, but still more questions than answers from that California team. At 22, we've got Washington, who took on Hawaii and uh, blew them out 52-20. to 20. I think it was 38-3 to 3 at the half, something like that, and which was expected. Um, you know, of course, Washington coming off that loss, they're going to want to put on a statement game. And... Hawaii was the perfect rebound game. Final score was 52-20. to 20. Next week, they're going to go to BYU. 
and I expect them to put on a similar showing in uh, in beating up on BYU. BYU coming off of that USC game, feeling super high about themselves. I think they're about to be brought back down to earth. And so at 21, we've got Virginia. Finally, Virginia was brought into the fold. Um, 21, 3-0, just beat Florida State 31-24 at home, which which they were expected to do with the way that Florida State is playing right now. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing from this Virginia team. They've played really well overall defensively. And uh, it seems like they're they're getting more consistent on offense as the season's gone along. Next week, they're going to take on Old Dominion, where they're a heavy favorite. I believe the spread is about 30 right now. And so I expect them to win that game. No problems, no questions asked. And so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they hold on to that 21 spot coming out of week four. Moving up to the 20th ranked team in the nation, we've got Boise State. They moved up two spots, and they beat up on Portland State 45-10 to in their Week 3 matchup. Next week, they're taking on Air Force. Boise State's looking good so far. And with all the young, with all the young guys that they've got right now, if their season uh, you know, continues to go the way that it's going, by the end of the year, they're going to be one of the more dangerous teams in the country. Because right now, they're not playing with a lot of experience, especially on offense. True, true freshman quarterback, sophomores at wide receiver, sophomore at running back, a lot of young guys on defense. So as these guys continue to, to develop that experience, they're going to be a lot better, of course, as we expect with that time. Um, by the time November and December comes around and whoever gets them in a bowl game is going uh, to have a tough opponent to play. And so we've got Washington State, ranked 19th, 3-0 and right now, moved up one spot. Took on Houston, 31-24. to And for me, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I talked about this game a little bit. Not sold on Washington State at all right now. Oklahoma completely walked over Houston, um, obliterated them. There was never a, a doubt who was going to win that game. But here, Washington State versus Houston, especially with the amount of mistakes Houston had made in this game and just losing by one touchdown right um i do think you know mike leach has a great system and his air raid attack is i don't think it's unstoppable but i think it's very uh it's it's really good and and it's it's hard to stop but houston just didn't have the personnel for that they really just got beat over the top on a couple occasions and so if you can keep everything in front of you versus Washington State, which I think a lot of teams in conference are going to you know, push to do, I think those teams will find success versus Washington State. Uh, you know, Not to say that Washington State doesn't have a good team. I just wasn't very impressed by this performance against Houston, who we know has one of the worst defenses in the nation. Um, and so we'll see what they can do as the season continues along. They got another weak opponent next week. They're going to be taking on UCLA. And so I don't think we're going to learn much from that game either until they actually get into the meat of their schedule and play somebody. So they got UCLA next week. We'll see what they can do as the season moves along. Moving up to 18, we have Iowa. Iowa 3-0 coming off a squeaky, squeaky win against Iowa State. Got very lucky at the end and fortunate 
They punted it. Iowa State um, defender ran into his punt returner. Ball bounced off of his back. Iowa recovered, locked in the dub. It was uh, it was done. So they got a bye going into next week. Um, that was just a rivalry game, right? So it was going to be gritty. It was going to be ugly, very low scoring, and that's what we got. I think Iowa's a good team, um, but I, I'm not sold that they're going to be competing for the Big Ten West uh, at this point. And so um, they get a bye, and then we'll see them again in week five. Moving up to 17, we have Texas A&M. Two and one after the loss to Clemson, took on a Lamar team, uh, blew them out sixty-two to three, and um, so not much to take away from that game. Basically, blew out a team they should have blew out, and then they'll be taking on Auburn uh, at home. Auburn at home, number eight Auburn, and that's a matchup I'm definitely going to be covering in my predictions. And so, yeah, not much to take away from seventeen A and M taking on Lamar. Another uh, good performance as expected when taking on a team as such. Moving up to 16, Oregon, 2-1. and one, Took on Montana, beat them 35-3. Next week they'll be at Stanford where, where I believe they're going to be looking to put on a big statement because like I've said, these Pac-12 teams need to put on a statement every single week, especially if you've gotten one loss, right? One loss on your schedule. You've got to be looking to blow out every single team on your schedule if you want to, you know, put yourself in the talks at the end of the year for that, you know, fourth position, which I think they would be pushing for. And so they got Stanford next week. Uh, They actually dropped the spot from 15 to 16. Not sure how that happened, but hey, that's how the AP poll works sometimes. And so, yeah, they took on Montana, got Stanford next week. I think they'll put on a strong performance, but we'll talk about that when we get to my predictions uh, later in the week. Moving up to 15, UCF, 3-0, moved up two spots from 17 to 15, absolutely destroyed Stanford, right? Put up 38 on them, Uh, I believe it was in the first half, and they just looked really strong overall. True freshman quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, another Hawaii slinger, uh, left-handed guy, They've got a great set of receivers, great set of skilled position guys at UCF. That's no surprise. A lot of speed. And the big question for me was seeing how this defense looked in this week three performance versus their best opponent they've seen yet, arguably. And so they looked really good. Uh, but they allowed, you know, 27 to finish out the game. But with that, I believe it's, you know, just some uh, rotating in some younger guys because the game was already basically won and so final score is 45 to 27 versus Stanford they got Pitt next week Uh, last year they obliterated Pitt I believe the final score was 45 to 14 but I wouldn't sleep on this game just yet Pitt at home always dangerous uh, always always looking to pull an upset but if UCF can um pull this one out i think they're they're going to be smooth sailing for a couple more weeks until they run into houston and cincinnati um moving up tied at 13 we have penn state and wisconsin penn state took on pittsburgh just squeezed it out at home beating pittsburgh 17 to 10 and so penn state's going to be going into a bye week looked 
a bit inconsistent. Defense is very strong, athletic, fast. Uh, offensively, I still had question marks about Sean Clifford, and those weren't answered in week three. And so we'll see if he can he can continue to get better. He's definitely got some speed. He's definitely athletic, but he's no Trace McSorley. And so we'll see what they can do as the season continues along. We'll see them back in action in week five. At number 13, we have Wisconsin coming off a bye week. Um, and so they're going into week four, taking on Michigan at home. That's going to be a big game. Definitely one of the games I'll be talking about in my predictions. Um, excited for that one. Um, but yeah. Nothing much to talk about there. Going up to number 12, we have Texas, who hung on to that 12 spot. They played Rice, beat them 48-13, to as expected. Next week, they take on a big challenge versus Oklahoma State. I expect that to be a big shootout game. And uh, again, I'll be talking about that in my predictions. Up at 11, we have Michigan. Michigan also had a bye um, and as you already know, they'll be taking on Wisconsin at Wisconsin, Camp Randall, Madison. It's going to be, I believe that's going to be an early morning game, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And so right, we're starting off the day right, is what I'm trying to say. Right off the bat, morning, I don't know how that's not a primetime game, but hey, I'm glad we got it early. Uh, and it's going to be a great one. We'll talk about it in my predictions. Number 10, we have Utah. Moved up one spot, replaced Michigan, beat Idaho State 31-0. to Still not sold on this Utah team. I do like their defense. Offense is basically built on the back of Zach Moss. They do have some talented guys at wide receiver, but I, I think when Utah runs into a team that actually plays... Uh, a fair amount of defense we're going to see truly who they are and what they're capable of and if they're able to you know fight through that type of adversity and come out on top and we're going to get a good idea of if of if they are the 10th ranked team in the nation when they take on USC next week in Southern California so it's going to be at USC the Trojans coming off a loss versus BYU. We'll see if they can bounce back and get this win over Utah at home. I think that one's going to be a lot closer than many people are thinking at the moment. And so we'll talk about that as the predictions get closer. Number nine, we have Florida. Florida 3-0. They just beat Kentucky. Barely squeaked one out. If you guys listen to my predictions, you would know. Uh, or if you follow me on Instagram, you saw my my uh, college football score predictions. My score prediction for this game was 30 to 20. The final score was 29 to 21. I got that close. Um, but with that being said, it was a good game. Kentucky put on a good showing. Florida, unfortunate loss, right? Felipe Franks is out for the year. And so they're going to be bringing in, uh, I believe his last name is Trask. Not too familiar with the kid. I'm going to have to do my research, of course, and then I'll uh, I'll go ahead and talk more about it. In my predictions, I'll touch on this game where they take on Tennessee. This is one of those trap games, I believe, especially right with the way that everyone is downplaying Tennessee. And uh, Tennessee coming off a good win against uh, a very, you know, poor opponent, I believe Chattanooga. And so a smaller school, FCS school. 
they finally got a dub. And so I think they're feeling good. I think they're going to want to try and carry on that momentum in two week four, taking on Florida in Florida. And knowing they're the big time underdogs, they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder and they're going to try and make a game out of that one. Moving up to eight, we have Auburn 3-0, and took on Kent State in week three, beat them up 55-16. to um, Offense, man. I'm not sold on this offense from Auburn at all. They really, really need to sharpen up very quickly, um, especially next week. It's going to be it's going to be a close one. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas A&M wins this game. I'm going to cover that. I'll get into the predictions like I'm like I've been saying, but this game do not count Texas A&M out. Auburn still is not looking very sharp on offense. Not sold on that offense yet. I still think Bo Nix has the potential, but they just don't look like the team that they need to be right now taking on a team like Texas A&M. And it's going to be in Texas A&M. So, with that being said, great matchup. Excited to cover that one. Moving up to 7, Notre Dame 2-0. Took on New Mexico. Got the dub 66-14. Just too dominant. Just too dominant up front with the big O-line. Dominant at the line of scrimmage. And New Mexico isn't a very good team. So, um, Notre Dame did their thing. As expected, 66-14. to 14. Not sold at all on Ian Book. This game coming up this week. <sighs> game of the week. Easily game of the week. I think this is going to be college game day. We got Notre Dame at Georgia. Number three, Georgia. Whew. We're going to get all our questions answered for both teams in this matchup. We're going to find out who Ian Book is as a quarterback. We're going to find out who Georgia is as a team this year. But Georgia hasn't shown us anything to doubt them. Notre Dame has. And that's where uh, that's where our questions have come. And so great, great matchup. Excited to talk about that one in my predictions. Um, but yeah, we'll continue along. At number six, we have Ohio State. 3-0, Indiana at Indiana. They beat them up 51-10. to My final score on that was 45-17. to Another close prediction. And so... Yeah, man, they looked really good, really sharp. Defense is a lot better looking than a year ago. Um, But yeah, impressed with J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields. Everybody looked good, Uh, pretty much all units. And and, uh, they looked looked good in all phases of the game is what I'm trying to say. They got Miami, Ohio next week at home. And so they're probably going to go ahead and do their thing. Uh, put the game out of hand pretty early, put in some subs, get some reps going for the guys. And so not much to uh, talk more about Ohio State. I think they deserve they deserve that spot at six, and uh, we'll keep them there for now. Moving up to number five, we, had, we have Oklahoma 3-0, took on UCLA. And so at this point, uh, man, they're, they're, uh, they pretty much, I believe it's safe to say they finished out the cupcake phase of their schedule right taking on houston taking on south dakota and then ucla all blowouts all basically uh games that they that they did what was expected of them so you know kudos to them don't take anything away from them at this point we'll we'll give them the five spot and uh we await week five and we await conference play 
when they begin to take on those those bigger challenges, right? But next week they got a bye week, so they get to rest. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is looking really good. He's got a lot that he feels that he needs to improve on, and that their team needs to improve on. But so far they're looking good on both sides of the ball. Defense was very sharp at UCLA. I believe they got two interceptions, uh, a handful of sacks, and just looked good overall compared to a year ago. And so at this point, can't can't really say anything about Oklahoma to um, discredit them. And uh, yeah, they're looking good. Moving up to four, we have LSU took on Northwestern State. Put up a blowout, 65-14. to 14. Struggled early in that game. They turned up the notch and uh, took that game out of hand in the second half. They got at, they'll be at Vanderbilt this week. And so we'll see if they can continue to do their thing with the in-conference opponent uh, at Vandy. That, that could be a fun one. And uh, so we'll move up to number three, Georgia, 3-0. They took on Arkansas State. Put on a showing, 55-0. to zero. Arkansas State, who's been pretty good early on in the season in their own conference and in their own non-conference opponent matchups. And so putting on a 55-0 to zero shutout, very impressive. The run game was very strong, as always. Jake Fromm threw for a handful of touchdowns. And so as we uh, talked about they'll be taking on Notre Dame at home i believe georgia's going to go blackout on that uh in that game blackout jerseys i'm just hyped for that i'm just hyped for that matchup um man just super hyped and so not much more to say georgia notre dame we'll talk about that in the predictions moving up to number 2 we had alabama 3 and 0 took on south carolina beat them 47 to 23 Alabama, as I continue to say on a week-to-week basis, the 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 offensive line, right, is still very shaky, still very suspect. They they grew stronger as the game went along. I will say that they got they got better as the game continued along, but early on they really got to start faster, um, and they really got to start gelling. They really got to start gelling with. Um, in conference play right around the corner they're lucky they get southern mississippi next week to kind of you know work out those uh work out those those loose uh those loose uh whatever you want to call them those cracks those holes those uh you know those things that they need to sharpen up they need to clean it up or else Tua is going to be getting hit a lot this season when they get into conference play and so they get southern mississippi next week um defense i expected them to have a much better performance but to be quite honest they just looked very sluggish they looked like they had played two cupcakes in weeks one and two and i feel like that's a big reason they were so slow they weren't reacting as fast because they weren't used to playing as fast right with the level of opponents they had been playing so i think this was one of those games that they were getting caught up to speed with the way that uh, the game will be played in conference, and so um, just a lot of mistakes, a lot of a lot of minor details from the cornerbacks, a lot of poor tackling, and so they really need to pick it up on defense um, if they're gonna if they're gonna you know be back at the at the top of the SEC again this season. Offensively, two is slinging it, doing his thing. Wide receivers are looking great. Running backs are looking great. The run blocking. Just overall, the O-line, you know, really needs to 
pull it together and start gelling right now. Um, the run blocking got better in areas, but wasn't consistent as they'd like it to be. And so we'll see what they can be. They're not going to be the same Alabama team as they are right now as we get, you know, towards week seven, week nine, week 11. So we're expecting them to progress by the time those big games come. And so we'll see still early on. They got Southern Mississippi next week and uh, Southern Mississippi just gave up 500 passing yards to Troy. And so that's not a good sign with Tua coming in. Um, They're probably going to light up Southern Mississippi, sit Tua in the second half, and get ready for week five. Um, Number one, we got Clemson, 3-0. Took on Syracuse. I talked about this in my notable games and my predictions. Syracuse wasn't going to have a chance. With the narratives that had been you know, put in the those Clemson players' ears that Syracuse always gives them a challenge every single year. This was not going to be the year. I, I I was sold on the fact that they was not going they they were not going to let that be the narrative anymore. Syracuse got obliterated by Maryland a week before, and so coming into this week, I didn't see them having a chance at all. Offensively, Trevor Lawrence. It's funny, right? Because um, a season ago, well, towards the end of the season anyway, people were criticizing Tua for looking for the big play a lot. And I saw, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but this is what I saw. It looked like he was he was shooting for the big play a bit more often than I'm used to seeing him in this game versus Syracuse. I don't know if that's just me. You guys let me know. But he looked good, but he also looked average at times. He threw two interceptions. I believe his final stat line was like 22 for 39, 390 yards. So he lit it up statistically when it comes to yards. He was very poor when it came to efficiency. You know, 22 for 39. Not his best game by any means, but through his first three games, he has not been this, you know, ultimate quarterback that a lot of people have expected him to be. And as you guys already know, I've I've criticized uh, Trevor Lawrence for um, basically, you know, not being the guy who everyone thought he he was, and that was in the preseason. As I will continue to say, I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think he's the guy that everyone says he is. And so, as the season continues along, we'll see what happens, right? But he's got five interceptions at this point. Um, he had a total of four all of last season. And so I think he's starting to get a feel that when these teams have 15 games of tape to review on you, it's not going to be so easy. And so his wide receivers still look great. Running backs still look great. Um, the defense, man, the defense is legit. They look really good. But, of course, we still want to see them take on a legitimate offensive attack. We want to see them tested, and I'm not sure we're going to be able to see that in their regular season. Um, the biggest challenge that we might be able to see from them is versus Wake Forest, but we'll see, right? Anything can shake out. Anything can happen on a week-to-week basis in college football, and that's why we watch. They'll be taking on Charlotte next week at home, and so I expect them to put on possibly another a big blowout, if not a shutout. Um, but yeah, the defense is looking super fast. 
super twitchy. Uh, not as not as big and uh, physical as they've been a, a year ago or in the past few years with those big boys up front. But they're very fast, uh, very twitchy. And uh, yeah, they've got a great coach to put them in the right position to make plays. So it's uh, a lot of optimism to uh, to talk about when it comes to that defense. But yeah, Clemson's looking good overall. Trevor Lawrence just needs to clean some things up and make some better decisions if he's going to be the guy that they need him to be. Running backs are looking great. Etienne, you know, came off the field for a little bit. He might be dealing with the injury. Um, we'll have more information on that as the week progresses. But yeah, guys, with that being said, as always, I appreciate you all for supporting the podcast. If you're not already following me on my social media accounts, all that stuff is going to be uh, in the description with those links. And if you want to listen to this podcast on a different uh, media or a medium, I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever you listen to your stuff. I'm probably on there, so I'll leave all those links in the description. If you're listening on YouTube, I appreciate you as well. If you want to just listen to the audio, subscribe to the podcast on one of those mediums. But all that being said, hope you guys all have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace.